Only a 12th level intellect has the slightest hope of surviving what you are about to experience. News article open uh, for one of the things I was going to talk about. And at the top of it, it's just kind of an, an ad that's auto-playing uh, for like a Guardians of the Galaxy Blu-ray release, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, that's been out for a, and, for a minute, hasn't it? Yeah, I think on Blu-ray it just happened recently. Oh, um, but the, they're just showing like gag reel stuff and like everybody's in front of a blue screen and all this stuff. But they ha- have like half blue characters like Yondu, um, whoever Michael Rosenbaum plays that weird crystal guy he's got like a blue cap on the top of his head for motion tracking Uh it's like how are why like you're just making it so irritatingly difficult on the (laughs) visual effects people (laughs) to (laughs) have to remove the blue but not that blue just this blue (laughs) just that blue (laughs) that's Uh, gonna be i'm sure they have they have an army of people on those movies. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they probably have just one guy or maybe like five guys that are specifically like yeah. rotoscope out Yondu's head for the shot. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately for our podcast, we just have two guys with 12 level <laughs> intellects. We have two 12th <laughs> There's just two levels. two guys on a what alien space Ted? armada. <laughs> their names are Ted Kendrick and James Strucker. Oh, they're, and they're, and they're just two guys. Which, they're just two guys. <laughs> You'll never know who's who. You just have to guess. <laughs> I'm Ted Kendrick. And just I'm kidding. James Strecker. Or am I? Wait. <laughs> Hopefully this is your first time listening to this, so it's really confusing for you. Um, also, I screamed a lot on a cruise I was on recently, and my voice sounds horrible. So it's, I hope that... I mean, not any more horrible than it usually does. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's James Trekker for you guys. He's such an ass all the time. Um, Well, I I was going to ask what your uh, um, news things were because I probably have one of the same ones if it Mm -hmm. has to do with a man named Steven who's making a movie about some some bird plane people. Oh, I thought he was making a porno. I heard he was making a black cock movie. Wow, you are you really embodying James Strecker? Black cock J- jokes. James, James Strecker is a horrible person. <laughs> he really is. But no, we, for real though, what, so he's making a Black yeah. Hawk movie. <laughs> oh yeah, is it's, that what you want? I'm assuming that was one of the things. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I think is really interesting. Did you uh, read the history behind that? Because it's not the first time that DC's made Black Hawk oh. into a movie or tried to. Or like they no, made... I did not. Uh, the only thing I had for it was just that That's it was funny. Well, that and <laughs> it was funny that Steven Spielberg has said in the past that he thinks superhero movies like are stupid and that they're going to go the way of the mm-hmm. Western and all this stuff. And then he's like, oh, just kidding. I'll make one. Well, I mean, could Black, be... <laughs> he's not like a superhero superhero. He just happens yeah, to yeah. be owned by DC and he's part of that world, but... It's like it could a fighter be a very pilot. Indiana Jones kind of. Yeah, thing. it's like yeah. Um, a lot like Sky Captain in the World Tomorrow. Right. You know, like <laughs> that that did really well. <laughs> did I was it financially? Successful? I don't think so. <laughs> it was pretty. I think it flopped pretty bad. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that's a fun movie. I like that movie. Um, yeah. So 
the guy who played Superman, the very first Superman ever. I'm trying to remember his name. It was in one of the serials. Um, Chris, no, not Christopher no, Reeves. The other one, the George Reeves or something. It wasn't. It was before him know. too. Punch me in the face. Um, his name was Kirk Allen. Kirk Allen. That's what I said. That's not what you me, said. Me, Ted Kendrick. I know everything. <laughs> Maybe everything about comics, but I'm James Stricker yeah. and I know all the movie stuff. So any- <laughs> anyway, Kirk Kirk Allen, right? So he plays Superman in um in the the serialized 1940s 1948 movie. And uh-huh. then he played uh Blackhawk in the early 50s. And so he played both characters. That so was pretty cool. Um and then Steven Spielberg optioned to make the movie after the success of Jaws. Um Spielberg mm. and Dan Aykroyd were going to make a Blackhawk movie in the 1970s. And then it didn't happen. It ended up. It didn't get shelved, but it got reworked. Like stripes. No, it, it turned into. Um, well, it did. No, it turned into 1941 with John yeah, okay, Belushi. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what that movie became. Oh, that's what I meant. I yeah, get 1941 yeah. and Stripes mixed up all the time for some reason, even though they're not the same movie at all. But right. Go ahead. <laughs> no, and, and then I mean that's basically it. But like they, Warner Brothers kept Black Hawk like basically. Just reserved it, hoping maybe yeah. something would happen again. And here we go, you know, like 40 years later. Some cigar-smoking <laughs> guy in a chair said, no, you can't have this. Uh, Spielberg's, Spielberg wants it. That was 40 years ago. No, he, no, he, said, he might have, still want it. <laughs> and he did, so. <laughs> well, I wonder how like real this is, I guess, because oh, it's uh, happening. some of the article titles I'm seeing. Well, I know, but some of them, that's what I'm saying, is like some of them are saying, like, oh, like this is it, Spielberg, uh, Steven Spielberg to mm-hmm. make you know Black Hawk movie. But then other other article titles are like Steven Spielberg in talks to do it, or Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. possibly to produce or to produce and possibly direct Black Hawk movie or something like that. And like, okay, yeah, it, I don't know. What? I think he's directing. <laughs> I think he's directing. But I could be wrong. I saw Michael Uslin, uh, Uslin. Um, the producer behind yeah. all the Batman movies. I saw him share it on Facebook. So that's actually like when where I saw the news. Okay. So I trusted that it was authentic. That reminds me uh, when, I mean, I don't know how to say Michael. I think it's Uslan. Uslan either. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're mispronouncing it. reminds me how in tomorrow's Trivia Tuesdays, you say uh, Sheriff Ohiesa Smith. Yeah, I'm, because I'm I sure because I googled it and <laughs> oh, listened to multiple pronunciations. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, James I did. Strecker on top of things. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia Tuesdays with James Strecker. Wait for it. You'll, you'll yeah, see. that's why it's called Trivia Tuesdays with James. The alliteration is strong. <laughs> All right. Well, I I appreciate that. You're welcome. Because <laughs> I think in the episode in JLU they say like Oyisha or something, but. It, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so the only other thing, like, cause that was my, uh, are we done talking about that? I don't I know. I mean, I don't have anything <laughs> else to add to the black, black cock movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, it's kind of a cool, uh, idea for DC to be hopefully understanding that they don't need to do the exact same Marvel, uh, right. like formula. Well, do you think it'll be connected? Random stuff. I don't know. DCU? I, I kind of like. I hope. Like maybe Wonder Woman is in it, or Steve Trevor, right. if it's set in yeah, the past. Like I, I hope that. Um, or if it's set in the modern day, it could be a modern version of the Blackhawks. 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I guess I kind of prefer World War II-y Blackhawks. But uh, I think if... I, I, uh, what are you smiling about there, James <laughs> It's just funny. Strecker. James, James <laughs> Strecker's like, ha-ha, Blackhawk. <laughs> <laughs> sure I prefer Blackhawks from World War II. They were the best kind. Um, <laughs> they really knew what they were doing back then. So how do you how do I even talk about this now? Uh, the the movie about the fighter pilots. Right. Uh, I think that it would be a good thing to have it be at least mildly connected to the movies we've gotten so far in this universe instead of just dropping. I mean, you're, we're going to get that weird Joker origin mm-hmm. that's not in this universe, and there's probably a couple other things they're going to do like that. But Yeah, it doesn't um, have to be connected, but if it was, yeah. maybe... Maybe Ares would be like another thing. Like maybe he's like messing around with World War II now. Yeah, I don't or... know what it is. I just like it for some reason when they do like, yeah, you know, ninety nine percent their own movie, but then they go like, oh, and remember when Batman did this exact thing in Justice League? Like, mm-hmm. oh, they said they did a thing that it's connect. Yay! Or if it was like <laughs> Captain America: The First Avenger, and it's like. Batman's grandfather is there, yeah, like yeah, working on yeah. stuff, and it's like maybe that becomes the Batwing one day. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a, a weird. There's like a Black Hawk uh, plane that just looks exactly like Batman's Batman v <laughs> Superman Batwing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just has it's just blue or something. It could be an opportunity uh, to see some JSA characters if it was set in that yeah, era. Yeah. Like um, maybe Doctor Midnight, Hour Man, those type of people. Yeah, that could um, be cool. The Easy Company would I, be really. I, they, I say they won't choice. do it, but then we got a random Green Lantern at the start of Justice League, or in that yeah. flashback thing. So, who knows? Um, I I just I like the idea of them. Yeah, just doing whatever. Like, oh, we're gonna make a. Uh, you know, Gotham City Sirens or whatever. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do Black Hawks. We're gonna. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be like a, this one leads yeah. into this one leads into this one. So, I'm down with it. Um, Pretty cool. Well, slightly speaking of Gotham City Sirens, I guess. The only other thing that I had, because I figured we were going to talk about yeah. Black Hawks for a while. Do you think Cock- uh, Hawkman is going to be in it? No. Hawkman. Hawkman. <laughs> It turns out it was Black Cox the whole We're going to be talking the, about the Doomsday Cock number four later. Ah, so uh, boy. It's Welcome a crazy episode. It's a crazy everybody. episode. Talk about Gotham City Sirens. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, no. I, I Okay, so this isn't or really... Whatever. This isn't really news, but it's just an interesting article that I happened upon. Uh, it's on Bleeding Cool, and the title is, Maybe There Are Three Poison Ivies as Well at DC Comics. It's the Only Way. And it's uh, it's more it's just kind of they've been joke, writing her very consistently. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're pointing and out how like there's there's one story I guess I haven't in, read uh, Tom Damage. King's. Oh, okay. yeah, that's what that's what we're, they're talking about. I think. Um, I know they they have been very vocal about not enjoying Poison Ivy <laughs> and Tom King's Batman run. I haven't okay. read the issues yet though, but I have them. Yeah, well, I guess so. There's like they're they're referring to three. Three story, three poison ivy stories that have happened uh, recently, and I'm gonna get this wrong, but I guess um, there's Batman number forty one that she's in, where right. she is like uh, saving the planet by possessing everybody with plants and making everybody love each other. So she's being like a, I guess technically a good person. Um, <laughs> then there's also uh, 
where is it? Damage number six. She is like killing people like normal, doing normal poison ivy stuff, being really oh, I am evil. And then there's some other one where she's also and like Harley Quinn. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like her best friend to, and Harley. Right. Yeah, and they're referring to some time where oh, I didn't mean to kill those people in the park, and it's like asterisk C Batman number twenty six, and it's all this like weird convoluted stuff where like they keep leaving editors notes that say oh this takes place before this, this takes place mm-hmm. before this, but that she just can she's continuously going back and forth between being either really evil or helping people or whatever, and the article just ends with like a. You should just leave this as your editor's note, and it says, "Yes, we know this character behaves very differently every time you see her. That's writers for you, and I'm all allow- all I'm allowed to do is watch out for typos." <laughs> so, <laughs> That's great. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's 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 how it is, I guess. I I don't really that I'm sure she's that's got happened. A, she's got a huge fan base characters. too. Like yeah. I know Poison Ivy's like in particular, a lot of people have been calling DC out for for not writing her consistently. You know, I want to know personally, yeah. I want to know if she eats entirely vegetarian diet or if she eats <laughs> right. raw meat. Like we've yeah. seen in the DCAU, like time comics and stuff. There's yeah. been moments where she just That's eats meat inconsistent. and she just yeah. is a vegetarian. But th- I think she, I mean, just being a vegetarian doesn't make a whole lot of sense because no. it's like she's eating her her own yeah it's a little bit more cannibal maybe she has some kind of weird uh sexual thing where she like eats the plants and then moves them around inside her you know i guess so that's something ted kendrick would say so. yeah yeah <laughs> that's me today I think um, so. <laughs> cut that out james <laughs> cut that part out of the podcast oh, when okay, you edit it, james well let's t- okay so i was gonna talk about action comics number 1000 is that came out today? That's newsworthy. I haven't it read it. Came out today, but we haven't read it because it's today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll probably talk Several about it next ago. next time. Yeah. But it's a big deal, number thousand. Um, I don't think yes. it's like it definitely wasn't as many years as it takes to get to a thousand because, especially with Rebirth, they've been yeah. doing um, bi monthly books, so they've been putting out two issues in one month. So they kind of were able to like not rush to number a thousand, but they definitely sped up the. They knew the it process. was coming. I'm sure that they. Yeah. I'm sure they saw how, because it's like on the anniversary of Action Number One. Coming yeah. Out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and that's so helpful sure too. That eighty. It's been eighty that years. Was happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. mean, yeah, they planned. They planned for it for a while. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a eight dollar book. Uh, for the floppy copy, and then they had a $30 like hardback version that had a bunch of... I think it's got a cover gallery and some bonus content and an unpublished isn't, story. Isn't number 1,000 not actually in that? It's just like a everything Uh-oh. else surrounding it kind of book? Maybe. I didn't actually flip through it. But I would well, assume... I, Ted Kendrick, master of comics, <laughs> knew the <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the case. No, the real um, master of comics apparently is Brian Bendis. And he is a big name behind <laughs> issue number 1,000 because he basically DC poached him from Marvel and brought him over right. to write, you know, he's going to start writing the, uh, the Superman titles. I don't know yeah. if it's both or just... Action. I think it might just be action, but is number. I mean, I guess I'll find out in a couple hours when I go get it. But is number a thousand like just a standalone, like full of random stories kind of a thing? It's or got is a it... few. Um, but I do think it's also the beginning of 
Brian Bendis' run. I think it starts it. Oh, like the next round of Superman thing yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. I, I'm not that familiar with this work at Marvel. I haven't read a whole lot of it, but he is... He's most well known for the creation of Miles Morales, uh, the mm-hmm. second Spider-Man from the Ultimate Universe, and um, Jessica Jones. I should Jones. probably start doing that thing that you always suggest, where I follow writers and artists I like instead of titles, mm-hmm. because I'm very behind on Action Comics and Superman and Batman and Detective Comics and all the stuff that I used to get every week, um, but... Like it's overwhelming now, <laughs> and I want, but I should probably just be like, okay, I like, you know, Manipool. I'll I'll go get yeah, his thing or whatever. Follow his so, work, which yeah. um would be Justice League No Justice that's coming yeah. out soon, which I and, was gonna get anyways. So. <laughs> it's got a really good creative team behind it, so well, cool. I probably have to go cancel my uh, comic subscriptions pretty soon since i'm moving or, or just ghost it. them and then one day they they look in your box and they're like wow james hasn't been here in like five years i guess we should who's i'm ted well we're not canceling ted's box <laughs> okay, ted's ted's right. box needs to stay <laughs> but what, have you done that before it sounds uh, like you're speaking I from hate, experience i hate to admit but even this morning i went in there and there's so I have a couple I'm I'm blessed because I've got at least three or four <laughs> different comic shops around me. And so <laughs> I've got the one with my pull list, but last week I was on the other side of town and went to this other shop and got all the books that I wanted from there, like Metal wow. Number Six and Doomsday Clock Number Four. It's because it's more so, convenient. Yeah, ex- well, just because <laughs> I was there, and so today yeah. I had to like discreetly kind of like put them back on the shelf without <laughs> yeah. without them realizing like that I'm cheating on them. <laughs> I did that for a little while. I don't remember if I've mentioned it on here. I feel like maybe I've told you about it, but uh, there there was a while where like my, my shop mandates that you do at least three titles first to have a box open and yeah. uh at the time i was only getting i only all i only want doomsday clock and metal like i don't care about anything else and uh the harley loves joker paul dini backup stories were happening in the harley quinn titles so i just put harley quinn as the third one but then that ended and so i still had harley yeah. quinn as the third title and i but i didn't want it anymore so there were several weeks uh, where I would just, until now, I think I added like Batman and the signal and a couple other things or something, but, uh, nice, nice. I, I, uh, I would, I would go in every time a Harley Quinn would come out and just like pick it up. Oh, wow. Oh, it looks interesting. Oh yeah. And just like walk around the store and then just, I don't know, put that uh-huh. here <laughs> and just get something else so that they don't that notice. I'm sure that they don't care but i still felt like i needed to do this so. my my store will uh just randomly put new stuff in my box if because they there's just like a few a few writers that they know i like and so it's yeah. just like oh like jeff lemire <laughs> jeff lemire is like a good example um anything that has his name on it they'll put it in my box and i don't always buy it but i'll look at it and think about it for a minute but he does a lot of cool independent work but I've been going to this shop for almost two years, I think, because when did Rebirth start? Uh, you know, 2016 sometime. Uh, and, but, I mean, they, they don't really know me, but I only spend enough time in there to buy the comics that right, I right. have that week. I just come in and here you go and I leave. 
<laughs> uh, so I guess I'm kind of glad that they don't know me for that same reason. <laughs> I'm a, I'm at the point now where I'll be standing in line at the gas station, like buying beer, and be like, "Oh, there's the cash register person at the comic shop behind me," oh. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll chat for a minute. That happened the other day. <laughs> yeah, when, I mean, I'm moving back to my hometown in a few weeks, and there is no comic shop at all there. And I um, that's so I went sad. On, that's so I know. Sad. The the closest one is take like one of mine. Take one of my four shops. I don't need them all. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> That's way closer. Um, uh, for for those who don't, they can just Ted pick up and move. Live anywhere near each other. Where uh, he's on my phone right now. So um, I I James I live in Oregon. Yes, and Ted yes you is do in North Carolina, and I live in Asheville, North Carolina, which is a pretty with cool my place. Super cool. Uh, tie-dye-ish looking painting thing I always have behind me Mm -hmm. and um, I have a not as good of a beard as James actually I probably have a better beard than James anyway uh, (laughs) (laughs) especially right right now I I shaved for virality so well should Um, we move on to our the hell was I saying hang on I had a point (laughs) I know the Uh, hell the the hell you were saying is the hell to pay (laughs) Yeah, That's no, the hell no, we need not to be the, saying. Not the transition time. Yeah, almost. Uh, okay. Uh, was the, <laughs> I was just, I was, it's not even worth it now, but the comic, the, there's no comic store in the town I'm moving to. So I went on the Reddit for that town, which I didn't even know existed. And it's, I'm sure it's all just full of old people that well, want to share your like music secrets you think, or something. You think old people do Reddit? Well, I have fa- apparently, because I mean, <laughs> the only. I, I just asked the question, like, hey, is there a comic? Is there anywhere that sells comics in this town? Because there was a comic shop a few years ago, and then it flooded, and all of their merchandise just oh, dis- no. destroyed. That's and sad. then they moved in. They moved into like one aisle of the arcade in town, and then that just closed down randomly for no reason, like unexpectedly, uh, mm. like two weeks ago. So there's just no. And so I said, is there anywhere that sells comics anymore? And after like a week of no one answering, some guy finally came on and said like, oh, you know, I think Safeway used to sell comics uh, back when I was a kid. Uh, you know, I'm, I really miss that kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is not helpful at all. <laughs> you, I, I, I'll just, I think I that said That was not like, the answer to oh, your question. Uh, yeah, I think I said something like, okay, if they, like, if I get, if I find a time machine, I'll let you know thanks for the help mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know okay. if I've suggested this before, but you could do mail subscriptions through yeah, um, I know. Uh, Midtown Comics or Mile High. Those are both yeah. really good websites. I will either do that or I Midtown will make the switch to Comics. DC might even have a direct subscription that you could get from them. Sorry. I mean, that's the only stuff that I would want. Cause yeah. Screw Spider-Man. No, I like Spider-Man. My shop's um, been putting uh, copies of Inf- Infinity Countdown, which is a Marvel ooh. event. I think it's got something to do with the Infinity Gauntlet. <coughs> and I actual. I don't know. I put in... I put them back on the shelf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that in my box. <laughs> I don't know what's that. Is that an actual like MCU tie-in comic, or is that just I them being don't like, think oh, so. we'll, we'll capitalize the, on the first issue had Wolverine on it, so. Oh, well, no, yeah, maybe that's an introduction to Wolverine. Well, you heard it here <laughs> first. Just, yeah, they, they very, like, subtly slip him into the MCU via a tie-in comic no one reads. That's not true. All right. All right, how can we slip this back around? Wolverine, 
that's like an animal and like, he's with hairy snarling teeth kind of like a tiger yeah and he's got claws <laughs> and amanda waller yeah, like a has tiger claws to her personality <laughs> And Amanda Waller no, is going toward Bronze Tiger, you idiot. Well, <laughs> Amanda Waller and Bronze Tiger are both on the Suicide Squad. No, no, <laughs> okay, we're there. We were, we're there. We, we, we're there now. So we watched. <laughs> we watched the new DC animated movie, Suicide Squad: Hell, hell to, to Pay. pay. Got to pay that hell. Donald Trump's to pay. And how we're all going to hell. Um, let me look up. Um, I found some very interesting reviews for this. Uh, I want to. I want to know your review. Liked it. Okay. Disliked it. <laughs> well, I yes. did like it. I did like it. Yeah. I liked yeah. it too. I liked it too. Yeah. I thought it was one of the um, better ones said in this universe um, that we've yeah, seen. Yeah. I mean, they've actually been pretty good. <laughs> Uh, recently, like Judas Contract, the Teen Titans movie. Yeah, um, Justice League Dark was good. Yeah, yeah, and even like Batman Bad Blood, I really enjoyed. So mm. they're they're doing some interesting stuff. Yeah, on the same um, kind of thread like we were talking about before of they're just choosing random stories in this universe instead of like having it all one right after the other. The Justice League did this, and then they did yeah. this, and then they did this. They were starting to do new 52 sort of adaptations, but it's definitely branched away from that. And now it's mm-hmm. it's more of a general, we have our own DC connected universe that like isn't as tightly connected as it could be, yeah. but there's still levels of continuity. And like even this movie goes back to the Flashpoint Paradox a little bit because... Yeah, yeah, that we'll, was really awesome. We'll, we'll talk um, about we, that soon. Yeah, we'll yeah, it involves that, a reverse yeah. Flash. Yeah, yeah. Which we have known is in the movie for yeah. a while because his voice actor, but we didn't know the ramifications. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I really liked a lot of it. Um, there, I mean, of course, there were a handful of things uh, that were like jokes that didn't land too well or kind of like the editing of the scenes was a little clunky sometimes for some mm-hmm. reason. Like it reminded me of, um, I think it's the same probably production company and I know it's like Phil Barossa or however you say it, uh, doing the character designs. Um, but it's kind of the same as the, the CW like Vixen, um, little shorts, uh, where it reminded me of that in that they occasionally will be, they'll like linger on one shot for just like one second too long or something like that. That just feels awkward. Like, uh, I guess an example of that in the movie that comes to mind that stuck with me was uh, they're all getting on the they're all getting in the RV and they're leaving from the whatever headquarters and uh, there's like a shot of Amanda Waller looking at the RV or no they're all they all get on the RV and then uh, you see a shot of them all walking toward it and then you just see the RV leaving and you see a shot of Amanda Waller staring at it and I was like okay that's the end of the scene. Um, like that's a good shot to end on that. She's like, Oh, I don't know if they're going to do so well, kind of a shot. And then, but then you see the RV driving down the street and like ramming into cars and stuff. And then it cuts back to that same shot of Amanda Waller staring at them as they leave. And then she like turns and walks away and it's just like an extra, like five seconds that, that didn't, we didn't need to need. be there. <laughs> yeah. And it, I don't know. It was just a weird thing. That's yeah. a really nitpicky thing, but that, that kind of thing happened throughout the whole movie. 
But other than that, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth saying like the <coughs> the makeup of the Suicide Squad team is a little different than yeah. what we've seen before. So it's we still have Deadshot and Captain Boomerang and Harley Quinn. The three of them were from the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, Amanda Waller behind the scenes. But we have new additions, uh, Killer Frost and Copperhead and Bronze Tiger, who were not... I mean, like, Bronze Tiger was traditionally a member in the 1980s version that it's based off of. So he, in his um, sort of back and forth with Deadshot, is definitely, mm-hmm. like, an element taken Who's from... Who's the leader, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's something that was from the John Ostrander books. But Harley's addition to the Suicide Squad is something that only really started with the New 52 and yeah. onward from that and the live action movie. So I did, I thought it was really cool. Um, this, this slightly different, like uh, Copperhead definitely took the place of Killer Croc and there's sort of like reptilian monster sort of yeah. role. Um, I was actually surprised at how much I liked Copperhead. I did too. I thought He's he was funny. going to be... Yeah, I thought it was just going to be kind of a weird, like, oh, I don't say anything. Uh, um, he maybe did that, like, look, I have a tongue thing one too many times. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. There's, I, I like the scene where they're in the RV and the, the kid is in the backseat and yeah. the car drives by him. And Mom, like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. flicks the tongue at the kid. That's great. Yeah. I mean, that but he, they, he does that then and he does that once before that and then he does it. To like a guy on a park bench that didn't need to happen, but <laughs> right. no, I, I and I didn't expect him to have like a British He's accent. Messing he was with really people. like formal. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. That was random. His, it was weird that his tail comes out of like the top of his back. That was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's a mutant, I guess. But I guess yeah. I guess I liked him though. I, I think uh, I didn't. I like. I can't decide if I liked him better than DCAU Copperhead because. Yeah. DCAU Copperhead He's is like guy a guy in a, suit. in a snake costume. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this guy was more like an actual snake like man. Like um, or something. Yeah. It, yeah. The comics it, have kind of gone back and forth with Copperhead. And, yeah, and, yeah. So. Um, and then Killer Frost, she was kind of a newer addition. She's in the Suicide Squad in Rebirth stuff um, when they did the Suicide Squad versus Justice League miniseries mm-hmm. um, that came out last yeah. year. So that was like Killer Frost as part of that. And then she ends up joining the Justice League at the end of that story. So it's I saw a very similar sort of take on Killer Frost in this movie. And they, they almost approached her kind of similarly to the Enchantress, too, where she's mm-hmm. kind of, like, torn between good and evil. Like, her powers... Kind of, and they, they do this in the Flash show. You know, like, she can't really control her powers. Yeah, and sometimes she's on her, the team, sometimes she's lust. not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just enough independent uh like oh I, i'm i'm not you can't tell me what to do that mm-hmm. when she gets the opportunity i think um my uh biggest like takeaway from this and i think maybe this is a reason why a lot of people are saying they don't like it um it's it's not what you expect it to be i guess like uh going into the live action suicide squad movie even from one trailer, you can tell like exactly what the whole movie is, right, a, right. you know. And then it's a very like, like high level like military operation, and there's uh, you know a bunch of helicopters and machine guns, and the Joker's in it, and all this like it's 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 trying to be, yeah, you know, as um, I don't know what the better word than higher high level um, 
as like a Batman movie or something like that, where it's like, yeah, yeah, these are main characters in this universe. But this one is not that it's very like, these are the, the lower tier, you know, people you've never heard of. They're on a very secret covert thing in an RV, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and they're going after the get out of jail or not get out of jail, get out of hell (laughs) free card. Yeah. Yeah, 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 which I had never heard of. And, it's from uh, a um, from a comic. It's actually part of the Secret Six comic okay. by Gail Simone, or I, I think it was Gail Simone's version. But they they're after that same card it has that supernatural yeah. aspect, okay. which um, Scandal Savage and Knockout were a part of that story arc. So it made oh, okay, sense yeah. for them to be a part of this movie. I don't know where Randall Savage was. He's <laughs> our original character of Randall I was Savage. For him to show up the whole time. <laughs> Maverick <Yeah>. son of <laughs> Vandal. Randall. <laughs> oh, Randall Savage. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's just at it a, again. <laughs> he was just off screen in the in the knockout hospital scene, but we didn't That's see That's it. Him. Yeah, yeah. He he told his sister he, she should make the phone call. Yeah. Um <laughs> I I was kind of surprised that they just disappeared out of the movie at, at that point. Like they were barely in it. They were just there to be sort of an obstacle for one scene and then yeah give them the the uh, coordinates for re- for God, <laughs> for handle savage whatever his name is <laughs> vandal um, and he's same yeah, character it. design he looked so similar to his appearances in um young, young justice, justice and yeah, yeah. justice league doom I believe I do. I do believe it's the same character designer. So he has to keep making up new designs for these same characters over and over or, again. Or at least they're recycling them and just you know making. Them I don't think it was exactly different. the same, but yeah, yeah. It's I think really he had like close. a much skinnier face or something, but yeah. I I liked um, how at the beginning of the movie. There's this um sort of like train action sequence where they have to uh, infiltrate this train, oh, yeah, and, and yeah. it's Tobias Whale. Or um, Mandragora from Justice League Unlimited, but right. that, the guy, the big white albino yeah. guy in the purple suit. So, um, so yeah, they it's like a it's a dead shot um, leading the team, but we've got Count Vertigo yes. and Punch and Julie were a part of it right. too. And it was funny seeing Punch and Julie because of their they're not in Doomsday Clock, but yeah, Mime but we've and Marionette, they're analogs. Yeah, 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 and. Than having Harley in it later, and like Harley, did she even comment on Punch and Julie like stealing her <laughs> appearance or anything so, like that? Yeah, I don't know if that was even like an element of it. But for yeah. I was very confused about their inclusion at the beginning without yeah. any context with Harley. So yeah, and I think that most like average Joes would probably be like, oh, this is Joker and Harley. What are they doing? Why are they yeah, so different? Why, than why are normal? they looking weird? And, with... and then they die. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just explode. Yeah. Uh, and I thought uh, <clears throat> um, Count Vertigo looked a lot like his Batman, the MA series appearance. At least like he's got the kind of like gray suit and he, he yeah, just looks, he's, he he's looks more similar. Regal and less. Yeah. I was he's not like the, the more, um, Silver Age kind of looking guy. Yeah, but the um, I I don't know. Maybe this is normal, but it was weird for me to see him just walking around with the machine gun. <laughs> like it seems like he uh-huh. shouldn't be that guy. Like he should just be. He he did his you He's, know vertigo power thing right. a few times, but I feel like that's his his gimmick is that not shooting a gun. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, he can shoot a gun too. <laughs> it was just like he's wearing a cape and it just seemed like 
cumbersome <laughs> to yeah. shoot a, a machine gun and wear a cape at the same Capes time. Capes are just cumbersome <laughs> in general, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I um, watched a clip. I watched a clip of uh, Justice League action yesterday. That was uh, they did a Superman racing the Flash cool. thing. You know, a classic thing, and uh, it, it dawned on me for the first time. Superman should have taken his cape off when he does that because there's no way <laughs> wind resistance, <laughs> he's, right? Yeah, he's gonna be slower, undoubtedly, with <laughs> the cape on. So. I don't know. That's a good point. So the the plot of this is, like we said, essentially everyone's after the get out of hell free card, and it, yeah. Amanda Waller wants it because it's um, suggested she might be dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's sending the team to get the card for her. Well, and then it was weird that she had like, she just had some operation, like a, like yeah. a uh, what do you call that when you get all the fat sucked out? <laughs> no, no. Well, uh, they do mention how she's skinny and how she's cranky yeah. after losing weight. But I thought that was just like, oh, okay. I think I maybe mixed that up in my head thinking that. I don't the, think the, it was like, related to the operation okay, at all. Okay. I was like, oh, you're. We fucked that, something up when we sucked all your fat out, and that's why you're dying. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, no. like, the whole movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, I think it was cancer. Oh, well, classic Ted Kendrick, not understanding. <laughs> Come on, Ted. You know better than that. <laughs> um, but no, so it's Amanda Waller wants it because she's probably got cancer. Um, Vandal Savage wants it because, yeah, he's immortal, but... It's suggested that at some point, that point, yeah. some point he's someone's gonna kill him because he yeah. his body can't you know withstand so much damage. And then yeah. the reverse flash is also <laughs> looking for it. And reverse flash has a couple other villains that he's paying to help him out. Mm-hmm. Um Silver Banshee and Blockbuster mm-hmm. are the main Yeah, so that was pretty cool uh, to see Reverse Flash in action and he, he was yeah. very much like a little slower than normal. He he's got like um, I thought it was nosebleeds at first, but it's mm-hmm. even more like he actually it's has fo- a gaping yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers right here. This is actually pretty yeah. big spoilers. It's really cool. But he's got this gaping wound on his forehead from when yeah, uh, yeah. Flashpoint Batman uh, shot him in the head. And so Reverse Flash has been able to slow down his metabolism. So basically, he's like extending his life days after he should have died like his body well, so it's just yeah the wound is just really slow so, as it develops yeah i was gonna i i got kind of a different interpretation of what he said um when he's describing why he's still alive okay um but it might but it it doesn't i don't know it's it's a very like techno babbly kind of a thing yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah so when you yeah, because you had mentioned to me, I think before I watched the movie, because I had been sort of spoiled that he, um, that he that he gets killed that, that happened yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but you didn't know the full right, extent. and so you sort of explained it to me in the same way you just said it, but like when it happens in the movie and he's t- you, we actually see, um, you know Thomas Wayne Batman shoot him like we did in the Flashpoint movie, <clears throat> and then he says something like like he just had you know, an infinitesimal millisecond of time to, like, make a decision mm-hmm. of what to do. And, like, as the bullet, like, exploded out the front of his fucking skull, he he uh, he just said, he, like, the way he said it made me I guess, understand, I guess, that he, like, vibrated himself to the point of 
like prolonging his existence. Um, but it like, uh, I was trying to f- figure out how, how to word this because while he does, he, he, he says it in a way that says something like he, he makes time longer for him, um, so that he can escape or the, yeah. So what you're saying where the so, bullet like takes longer to, or the wound yeah. takes longer to actually kill him. But at the same time, that's all happening. And that's why he wants all, a card because he, he knows yeah, he's yes. dying. Like, but explain yeah. this to me then. Okay. Say I have the ability to <laughs> do exactly what he did. And I go like, oh, I got to put pause on my body real quick. He like phases out of that time, mm-hmm. uh, the flashpoint timeline, because as soon as it catches up to him and he dies, it flashes back to flashpoint time. And we see him yeah. die in that instant the way we did in that movie. So like that whole entire like extra life of his existed in like a snap of a finger um in that moment of flashpoint so does that mean that the 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 normal like new 52 ish animated timeline that we've been having all these movies mm-hmm. in is ah, fuck <laughs> does it mean it's like it's in that one second of separate, time yeah, yeah, it's yeah. either it's either that it's only it was only in that, but then it continues after his death also, so that's not the case. Um, right. Well, I I would argue I no. I'd argue <laughs> yeah. I'd argue no. It's it, the whole universe does not take place in the reverse yeah. Flash's mind. Like not at all. It's it's a no, case. No, I just of, mean like he he made it exist or right. something like well, that. Well, and but. like he died in this um, different version of the world, and he was always going to die then. Uh, but it was just a, yeah. it was almost like, like his ghost. It's like, it's I basically guess. like he made yeah. a, a speed force ghost, but it was a yeah. physical embodiment uh, of it. Where he could keep living in that ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I only guess. temporarily. I, yeah. I did think it was really similar to, to how we see the reverse flash in the button. Um, the Batman flash crossover, the button, which leads into doomsday right. clock. And in that, we'd see it's, it's another case of the reverse Flash returning after his death in Flashpoint. Right. And there was a different version of the reverse Flash during the New 52 who looked entirely different. Same guy, but totally different suit. But this is like the mm. classic like yellow suit reverse Flash, mm-hmm. Eberthon, who comes back. So, um, yeah, really similar to the button where he's like still got killed by flashpoint batman but he's like got this extra life for second chance sort of thing yeah and it still results in his death again at the end of it but yeah, yeah. i think i need to like draw a diagram for myself for <laughs> because i really can't like it's a little complicated. Uh, when we're watching the yeah when we're watching the cw the flash show and there's you know the reverse flash comes back several times in different ways on uh-huh. it's also on legends and all this stuff um, He's and powerful. People online, yeah, people online start, you know, freaking out. How, how is he coming back? How, what? what ex- everyone, explain to me how he's still alive. What, all this stuff, and like, I just, I know it's gonna happen because it's been happening for decades. Yeah. <laughs> like, reverse Flash just doesn't die. Yeah, and, and he comes he'll back. come back in the worst way possible. Mm-hmm. So just deal with it, I guess. Even even in the nineteen eighties, <laughs> Barry Allen in the comic books, Barry snaps the Reverse Flash's neck. And kills oh, him, yeah. um, and that happens just before Crisis on Infinite Earths, where Barry dies. So 
um, damn it, Zack Snyder, what are you doing? (laughs) The actual reverse flash, like Edward Thawne version, returns during Jeff Johns' run on on the Flash in like the late 2000s. So even Hmm. in the comics, reverse flash like dies, it comes back a couple times. So um, yeah, I mean, even if you were able to to explain it in an actual like real way, then you still have to understand that there's. The Speed Force, which is a fictional made-up bullshit that no one (laughs) understands. Not even the people that use it understand how it works. Not entirely. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really liked the scene in this movie with uh, where Vandal Savage gets the card, and he actually Mm. gets Professor Pig, the the Batman villain, (laughs) to like open him up and operate on on him to just in a way that he's Professor Pig like inserts the get out out of hell. card inside mm-hmm. of vandal savage's chest so it's like lodged mm-hmm. somewhere between his heart and organs and like if anyone were to reach in and remove it it would kill vandal savage therefore yeah. using the card and it was a very perfect sort of situation that was really creepy too um, well that's so that's the weird thing is that is the card only able to be used one time i don't think so because we see it used okay. we see it used at the end of the movie and it doesn't right. disappear but it might not yeah, have its when juice he hands it to, to Waller. It, like it, it, I thought the curse like, oh, maybe might now be void. it's just a card. Yeah, now but, it's just yeah, a normal card. It, but it could work. Like we don't know. Yeah, we don't know for sure. Could be used once. Could be a. Uh, I did like all the thing. Professor Pig stuff because mm-hmm. the, at the start of the movie you see him like two faces bad side wants him oh, to operate yeah, to make yeah. them both a bad side. That was right. pretty cool. That was really cool. Yeah, Professor um, Pig was fun. Uh, and then also, I I loved Doctor Fate. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything with Doctor Fate some was weird, so funny. Like male stripper. He, yeah, yeah. Named uh, Blue Maxim. <coughs> Remember we were talking yeah. about Blue Maxim and Steel we Maxim. Like, Steel, Steel Maxim. Maxim. Yeah, yeah. And how? Yeah, yeah. Or Blue yeah, Max Blue Steel, Steel was yeah. what I was thinking of. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like just this airhead. He looks a lot like <clears throat> Kent, the Kent Nelson version of Doctor uh-huh. Fate. But yeah, I mean. He's not. He's just this male stripper yeah. <laughs> who happened to become Dr. Fate for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I like how... It was funny. We haven't seen Dr. Fate in this universe, I don't think. Not even in Justice yeah. League Dark. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just his first introduction is he's this weird... It's hilarious. ...stripper guy. Yeah. Uh, I Does, love it. Is this the first time we've seen Naboo, like, ever? Or have we seen him in the comics? Um, yeah, he's been in the comics, but he, okay. yeah, he he was just like a floating head in the sky, kind of. Yeah. yeah, he reminded me of someone. Uh, I can't remember now. Some mm-hmm. cartoon character, maybe like the clown in We're Back or something. Hmm. Um, <laughs> he's got like weird clown hair. Yeah, like the two, like the two, uh, Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, like side, <laughs> <laughs> side clumps of hair but they're all spiky and clown like i don't know he looked wow. weird. i didn't expect <laughs> him to look like that i guess i remember him yeah. being a human uh and still being alive in the jsa series by jeff johns mm-hmm. there's like one of the later stories they go back to ancient egypt and they see like um qatar hole like when the hawk people were ruling over yeah i know <laughs> we can't say that word anymore <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they're ruling over Egypt. Oh no, and I was I was laughing at Qatar, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> All right, Ted. <laughs> was he with Shayra? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>, anyway, <laughs> Naboo was alive, and he was an old man. That's that's uh, all I was gonna okay. say. 
All right. But that was a good movie. Watch um, it. Watch yeah, yeah. watch yes. uh, Hell to Pay. Yeah, we both recommend it. Unlike these Redbox user reviews that I've brought up here. All right. Um, I read, read your I, best one. Yeah. It was the only way I could go see it other than buying it was to rent it at Redbox. And the I wanted to make sure that it was going to be in the one that I was going to walk all the way across town for. Uh, so I looked up. Uh, the specific red box, and of course, there's reviews attached to it. Um, of course, and you know, th- there's a good one here. Excellent adaptation of the original comic. High quality animation and voice acting, like all the DCU animated movies. I w- oh, like all of them, you say? So this uh. guy, like Batman, Harley Quinn, confirmed. Um, I wish the live action Suicide Squad Suicide Squad movie was as good as this animated film. Cameos by Doctor Fate, Black Manta, and Bronze Tiger. Very violent, not for kids. So like that okay yeah agreed. I'd agree but with all ev- that. Everybody else on here uh, didn't realize that it was a cartoon somehow, and we're just are have posted very angry reviews about <laughs> because <laughs> they they didn't. So this uh, this is uh, really sucked and not in a good way either. LOL, one star. Didn't realize it was a cartoon, and then this one here. Didn't see that it was animation and thought it was the actual movie. That was my bad. Still doesn't make up for being really bad animation. It's one or two shorts where every... It's one or two shorts where everyone dies. What does that even mean? (laughs) I hope the movie is better than this. What? (laughs) It it Um, is the movie. It's not the live (laughs) action movie. This is the movie, no. And then the the other ones, uh, someone's pointing out, Oh, no, there are... Uh, okay, there was more. I thought so. And um, I hope all these people who didn't know it was a cartoon yeah. knew that by the end of the movie. Like, after they watched the whole thing, I hope they figured it out. Yeah, I hope by the end of the movie... <laughs> Wait, what? what? Um, this, this one's all cartoon? caps. <laughs> this one's all caps, one sentence. Sucks these a-holes. Don't say it's animated. Total B slash S. Redbox scam. Is this, then, are these reviews like national <laughs> reviews of the movie? Yeah, this or is not, this not is not your city. Red box. I was it's, about to say, I was like, James, you need to move, you need to get out no, of there. <laughs> no, it's not the specific <laughs> go, city. It's the entirety of Red Go box. move somewhere with um, normal people. <laughs> <laughs> um, did not know it was animated, did not see the preview, and did not see it portrayed as a cartoon. Waste of money. Rented this and didn't realize it was animated. Tried to watch it, didn't care for it. If you like that kind of animation, then you might like it. Oh. Um, but then the, <laughs> If you like it, you'll one, like it. <laughs> my favorite one is this last one, the most recent review. Um, it says, it literally says, genre, action, animated, and the cover is animated, and the preview is animated, <laughs> but I guess you can't fix stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> That's great. So someone else read all these reviews yeah, and they were like, "Oh my god." Yeah. These idiots. <laughs> Which is it is funny that people thought that because um I was sta- I went with my sister to rent it and I just, you know, you press the screen, I already knew what it was. Right. Um and then when we I I was said we cuz we rented that and we rented Thor Ragnarok cuz it's the last one that she hasn't seen before uh, Infinity War. And so I asked her like, "Well, you know, do you have time to watch Thor tonight? No, okay. I'll watch the movie that you don't care about. So I put in Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. And then like five minutes in, she walked into the room. And, oh, this is a cartoon? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> apparently it's very easy to not know that this is yeah. an animated movie. 
That's fine. But I guess, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, um, why would you look at the cover and be like, oh, this is obviously a live action movie? That I mean, it's put a, a stylistically. A yeah. I, I guess it's tough. It's <laughs> cover guess. art, you know? One thing I did think was interesting about the cover artwork is that Harley Quinn is in the exact same pose as she is in Batman and Harley Quinn's cover. Mm. She's got her, the like leg up with the hammer behind her like you could overlay the two covers and they'd probably line up like perfectly like someone just traced it or something that's very <laughs> so possible I wonder if, yeah i wonder if it's the same artist or i don't know mm-hmm. but um before we're done talking I liked about the it movie. yeah I, I liked it too i liked it too <laughs> and i think our um our fan base our followers will probably like it so let yeah. us know what you thought of it what um you thought of the movie but yeah i wanted to say real quick that alan burnett was the screenwriter of oh yeah yeah that and when his name came great. up i thought that was cool because he's been act, like retired for a few right, months right. now but he probably wrote this a while ago so yeah so <clears throat> good stuff yay alan burnett we love you we had an interview with him <laughs> go re- listen to it right now or after the podcast is over um which well, we, we we don't have much more we're gonna do a comic relief yeah. segment I want to we talk sure about are. Doomsday Clock. Do number it. Four. That was from a couple four. weeks ago, but they came yeah. out at the same time as Metal, and we chose to talk about Metal because it was it was more, more important. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was the last issue of Metal, and this was yeah. this is basically it's Not. issue four <laughs> out of twelve for Doomsday yeah. Clock. So it's like now we're a third of we're we're a quarter. No, we're a third. Mm-hmm. I don't know my fractions. <laughs> it's it's okay fractions because you're James Strecker and you don't know how math works, so it's, it's all right. I'm an artist. I don't have to do numbers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. All so. you have to do is just draw the panel lines and measure. <laughs> yes. Half, and you constantly forget how uh, what half of 17 is for inches. So. Well, I don't want to do that math either. No. All right. So it's eight and a half. <clears throat> Doomsday Clock number four. Uh, the creative team is Jeff Johns. Uh, he's the writer. And Gary Frank is the artist. Um, it's going to stay that way for the whole series, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah, which is good because it looks good. Yeah, yeah. Gary Frank's on like the top of his game, um, and so is uh, Jeff Johns. So they're just like they're just making an amazing book. This one is not super consequential. It's mainly a flashback story to the... Um, to the new Rorschach. And what I thought was cool, we talked about this on one of our early podcasts, like when we were kind of like, it was right after we read issue one, we had some speculation. And one of my predictions for who Rorschach was. My predictions. Oh, yeah, because you're Ted. Right. I, I keep forgetting that. One of Ted's predictions. Still funny? <laughs> I, it's, I mean, it will be till the end of the, the podcast. But it we will were, be to me. So. We were right. We predicted who Rorschach was. <laughs> yes. And yes. Uh, spoilers, obviously. Um, he is the son of uh, Malcolm Long, who was mm-hmm. the psychiatrist for the original Rorschach and the original Watchmen book. So Reggie Long is the new. Uh, the new Rorschach in this version. And so we get this really cool look into his life um, growing up as a kid uh, mm-hmm. and then watching his father kind of struggle and then watching him get all this commercial success when he started interviewing uh, Rorschach and becoming mm-hmm. this big celebrity. Like Rorschach was huge, and so then Malcolm became huge because of association. Yeah, it was so. kind of a cool like B-side to Watchmen. We're yeah, like, oh, this yeah. was also going on at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, but then the events of Watchmen happen with the giant alien squid that lands on New York, and it uses these his psychic abilities actually drives Reggie insane because he's there mm. ground zero. So now Reggie can't see anything but bloody, gory people. Like everywhere he looks, it's like he can't yeah. see normal things now. Like his mind processes it as like just bloody gore. So he's insane. Yeah. He has to go to a mental asylum to get help. Um, <laughs> And they do the Rorschach <laughs> tests on him, and all he sees is blood and guts and stuff. But what I, I had thought kind was... of like anxiety flashbacks oh, to yeah. when I was um, when I was like you know five or six, and I would watch Mask of the Phantasm and not know what was a flashback and what wasn't because <laughs> like I couldn't comprehend um, you know the storytelling at the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had that same kind of feeling with this because they kept showing like him in an asylum on his earth and then him in Arkham on right. normal earth. And it would go and like, I know that if I read it again, I'm sure it would be easy to tell because they have like different colored uniforms and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But it was like, they did it so much that I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm positive. I know where he is right now, but then it wouldn't be that. <laughs> so that might've been on purpose. Uh, uh, yeah, might've been to, to mess with us. But, but yeah, yeah if you uh, re- recall at the end of issue three, Batman locks the new Rorschach up in Arkham right. yep. for his own safety. But, and as Alfred reminds him in this issue, he's like, Batman, are you sure you should have locked someone in Arkham who knows your identity and all that stuff? So, um, but the flashback sequence was really cool because when uh, Rorsch, the new Rorschach Reggie, when Reggie is in this mental hospital, he meets Mothman, one of the original Minutemen. Mm-hmm. And so Mothman's there is this like really See, that's a scene where I thought that we were in Arkham. Yeah. And I was like, who the hell is Mothman? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. I understood eventually. Yeah. yeah, it was one of the Minutemen. And there was this, I thought it was a beautiful scene where yeah. he they end up going to the roof of this hospital and Mothman's just there and he's got his uh, bed sheets like out behind him like wings and yeah. <laughs> he's just butt ass naked and he's like getting ready to to leap off the building and fly away and when he jumps you think like oh shit this old crazy man just killed himself but yeah. then the next couple panels he's like gliding into the night and it's yeah. kind of beautiful it's like it's you know he's he knew what, what he was doing he flew away he's Mothman. Yeah, that's, that's something about Gary Frank's uh, artwork that I think is really good is is it, it makes it feel like it you're reading a comic from like the eighties or seventies, but it's got it, it has modern day like storytelling to it. Like it's yeah, not, it yeah. doesn't feel like an old comic, but it looks kind of like one. So that when they do stuff like that with him flying off into the sunset and stuff, I feel like nostalgia for a thing that doesn't exist. Like, right. <laughs> like I can't put a, my finger on it and it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that was really cool. And it made me think of Johnny Thunder because Johnny Thunder mm-hmm. has been someone that we've seen yeah. since um, DC Rebirth and a little bit in Doomsday Clock, The Button and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we know Johnny Thunder's also, um, he's he's really similar to Mothman in that he is this old, uh, used to be a hero. <laughs> And in, yeah, in a, yeah. you know, he's just going a little crazy and he's in a hospital. Actually, setting. I think the first panel we see him, I thought that's who it was because right. I still thought we were at Arkham. Well, um, I think that's on purpose. I think we're going to yeah. see um, the new Rorschach be a voice of reason for Johnny Thunder later. That makes um, sense. Because yeah. of his relationship of with Mothman. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be sympathetic. Um, 
while the new Rorschach's been in Arkham, though, he ends up meeting this uh, blonde woman named Jane Doe, who is in the cell mm-hmm. next to him. And we know that to be Saturn Girl from the Legion Saturn of Superheroes, yeah, yeah. who's also been uh, teased a little bit in like, the DC Rebirth issue and the Batman mm-hmm. stuff. Um, in the button, she's, she's there in the opening sequence to the button. And there's been a few times where she'll like breathe up on the window glass and draw like the legion logo in it yeah, yeah. and stuff but we didn't see any of that in this issue and so for a second i thought she was actually the jane doe batman villain um oh. because there is a, a villain named jane doe and she like <laughs> of course. She, she's known for basically flaying people and then wearing their skin like she she <laughs> nice. makes bodysuits and <laughs> So yeah, Hector or uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah. Hector Lecter. <laughs> Hector Lecter. <laughs> well, name that. That's a much better name. That's all right. But no, it's not Jane Doe. This, even though she's called Jane Doe, right. and Rorschach is John Doe, it is Saturn. Because they Girl. don't know who she is. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's from hasn't. the future. Exactly. Um, is Saturn Girl an Earthling, or is she no, from a different planet? She's from. I don't know. I don't, I want to say Saturn. Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I don't think it's. I have no idea to be honest. Okay. Some twelfth. I could Google level. it real quick. Yeah, I know. I mean, you are James. You don't know too much about comics. Um, <laughs> um she is from Titan, which is the largest moon of the planet. Wait, say Saturn. it again. Titan. Oh, she's, man, so wow. basically, she's from one of Saturn's moons. That's what Batman was talking about in Hard as Nails. He said Titan. Robin was with the Titans. He was actually oh. saying he was on the moons of Jupiter. Yeah, hanging out with Saturn girls. Wow. So that makes a lot more sense. That makes so um, much more sense. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we never see. Okay. Anyway. I'm gonna <laughs> <there>. um, <clears throat> um, what else can we say about? Doomsday Clock. I'm trying to remember what else happened because it's been a couple weeks. So in the um, in the flashback sequence, you get to see the new Rorschach confront Ozymandias. He actually hunts him down to Antarctica right. and like goes like he to his, had his shop. chance to kill him, and he was ready to kill him because the whole world yeah. has basically <laughs> outed Ozymandias as the one responsible for the attack. Like he was right. this, you know, regarded as this heroic figure for years. Uh, until it was revealed that he, you know, was kind of the one manipulating things. And so we see an Ozymandias, like, it's it's probably minutes after he's learned that he has a brain tumor mm-hmm. and he's dying from cancer. And so the, the new Rorschach infiltrates his lair, and he's, like, so close to killing him, but he can tell that Ozymandias has this legitimate, like, he's remorseful, you know? He's, yeah, yeah. Uh, he regrets what he did in the original Watchmen. So this guy... Five minutes ago. Right. <laughs> five, as of oh, no, five I minutes ago, it's maybe. Been, it's been years. At this He's point, had probably. time to think about it, but it's... I mean, Rorschach was so ready to kill him. And mm-hmm. if anyone... Like, like it is Ozymandias who was responsible for making Rorschach, you know, see all these crazy images. Like, the psychic alien attack is solely because of Ozymandias. Mm-hmm. So... If, it's um it was a cool scene to see him kind of not necessarily forgive Ozymandias, but to at least, you know, realize like okay, there's You're talking about the second things. Rorschach. Right, right. Okay, yeah. we should have like a code name for him. We could so just call like, him Reggie, because that's his name. It's Reggie. Rorsback. <laughs> Rorschach two. Rorschach two. Ro- I like Rorsback. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> yeah, not that's that good. not do that. That's no. not good, no. 
Um, but Rorschach that's kind of the gist. Okay, but yeah, yeah. That's about the gist yeah. of what I had for that issue. Um, we've got issue number five. It's a to buy monthly series now, so every other month means new issues. Mm, right. Yeah, I um, it's kind of disappointing just because I was like, oh, it's gonna take a year. Now like it's a clock. Right. Now it's gonna take like two years. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I think I mentioned before I was kind of like upset a little bit that they brought the Watchmen into the DC universe in like issue two or three or something like really early on. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, Oh, that they have 12 issues. Like, why are they doing this already? Like they should build up to it more. But then I think we're going to get a lot of these kind of issues where we like focus on one thing and explain the hell out of it and then go to focus on it. And by the time we right. get to issue maybe like eight or nine or something, it'll be like, okay, now it's just getting real. <laughs> right. Which is exactly so. what the original Watchmen did. Like it Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a slow build and then the first like six or seven issues are all flashbacks for yeah. all the main characters. So and it's but I'm interested to see more about yeah, like where is Doctor Manhattan? How does mm-hmm. Superman fit into this? Because he ke- his symbol is on the logo constantly. <laughs> he he's a big deal apparently. Right. Um, we'll see we probably won't see in issue 5 but I bet we'll see (laughs) later Um, issue 5 has the Joker on the cover um, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Uh, meeting between my marionette and the Joker hopefully with some uh, revelations on uh, who my marionette's child is I actually think Uh, the three Jokers is going to be told in its own spinoff comic now. Oh, okay. um, I, I think I read something about that the other, the other day that said that that was going to be like its own miniseries. Hmm. Um, of yeah. course. More money from me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're all kind of like hoping that the Joker is the kid, but at the same time, that would be sort of yeah. a cop-out, I don't know, or like a obvious thing i don't know mm-hmm. it's it's probably really hard nowadays to write any comic story because you have two hundred thousand million people online going yeah oh, I bet it's this nitpicking and it you're like ah oh, damn it <laughs> they figured it out immediately or something or well, they have to change it or i don't know i mean dc's done that in the past where they'll change things last minute like uh yeah you know uh what was it 2001 2000- <laughs> Or Armageddon, Armageddon 2001 yeah, yeah. with a monarch and how everyone guessed that it was going to be Captain Adam was going to be monarch. And in last right. minute, they changed it to Hank Hall, Hawk. Because um, everyone figured it out. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And so and it or just like, doesn't uh, make sense at all. Yeah. I guess this isn't the same, but like uh, killing Jason Todd, like, uh, we know you don't like him. <laughs> Phone well, they, in if you want him to die. They actually, I think they made two copies or two different yeah. versions of the next issue, yeah. where he dies from where he lives, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, well, that's a good lead in to what I was going to talk about in Comic Relief because I read I have, in the family. <laughs> I, have a quick, I have a quick little thing also. Okay. Um, I, I heard that, I'm trying to remember who it was, some writer is doing another phone call poll where it's, it's the uh, Batman Deathstroke miniseries. So mm-hmm. in, in that comic that's going on right now, Deathstroke is suggested to be the father of Damian Wayne instead of Batman oh. because Deathstroke and Talia hooked up years ago. And so they're thinking there's, 
the plot threads are out there to suggest that Deathstroke is Damien's father. And so mm. DC's doing a, uh, a phone poll <laughs> to, to decide, is Damien going to be Batman's son or is he Deathstroke's uh. son? You know, call to, to figure it out. And I think that's actually like something they, they might stick with, depending on the results. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Do another Robin-related phone call. Vote. Right, Exactly. <laughs> Change the course of history. Who's his daddy? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I've never really liked Batman having an actual son, anyway. But maybe that's just the DCAU mm-hmm. in me. <laughs> or 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 wait, wait. <laughs> Doesn't Batman uh, have? Uh, huh. Keep it a secret. Uh, yeah, it sure is. Um, okay, is that? Are you? Is that it? You that's know? it. That's what yeah. The, I wanted to bring that up. Clock? Yeah. All right. Well, so. It's death in the family, right? Not of. Of is the Joker face thing. Yes. Right? Which in one did you read? The, in. <laughs> the the Jason Todd's original <laughs> yes. death. Okay, yes. yes. Death in the family. So I started it like a year ago. <laughs> and I got all the way through uh, Jason Todd's untimely demise or timely demise. So I you suppose. got to see the stuff with the Joker being a diplomat for the yeah. world, of mm-hmm. the United Nations. I love that. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Like turban and he's, stuff. He's like something. leader of some <laughs> Middle Eastern country. Like yeah, that's yeah. so scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no way you could do that nowadays. Uh, but I kind of want to see it I, done. I, I, I kind of want to see I, it in a modern context. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> got, true. Yeah. He'd be like a, well, I'm not going to go into it. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's no laughing saw, matter. You're sure. Those are the James jokes for you. Um, he, so he gets, I got all the way through that stuff. And then for whatever reason, I stopped reading it, put it on pause. And I had my bookmark in the same place, luckily. Um, and I read the second half of it over the last like week while I was on my plane flights and stuff for vacation and uh it's pretty good uh, it was i didn't expect it to go as far as it did because i thought maybe the whole thing was going to end with jason todd dying right but that's like you know almost halfway through it um not like not even halfway through it he dies and then but i, I liked uh i didn't know a lot about the whole you know he has he's trying to find his mom mm-hmm. and trying to figure all that out and then just once he finally does then he just dies <laughs> yeah yeah because all is all all that i knew was from the red hood animated movie which is which just starts yeah but it just starts out with you know joker mm-hmm. slapping him around with a crowbar and the, the important aspect of that i guess but there's you know i expected it to go the same way where this you know the scene of batman pulling up to the warehouse or whatever and then it just exploding and and Jason being dead and that's it. But like in the comic, like it explodes and he like his mom is in the rubble and she's still alive. And she's like, Oh, he jumped in front of me. He saved me. And then Batman has to look for him in the rubble and then he finds him and then he's actually dead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is an alternate page at the back of the book that shows like they did just one, one extra page just in case you voted for him to live. That wasn't released until like 2001 or something. Oh, cool. Um, that was it's just Batman standing there, and this is like almost the exact same pose of him holding his body limp, 
but it's just Batman smiling, really goofily looking, and it says like, "Thank God he's alive" or something, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then he just—I was like, "What? That's just, it's so sudden. I don't know." <laughs> like, like they knew that no one was going to vote for him to mm-hmm. be alive, so they barely put any effort into it. Um, but yeah, then it goes—it goes through all this weird, the Joker being like, the Joker's getting diplomatic immunity from Batman because he's a. He's a like an ambassador of some Middle Eastern country, so Batman can't kill him for killing yeah, Joker yeah. for killing Robin. Um, and then Superman's there, and he's like, "Oh, you can't do that, Batman. You can't be here uh, at, at the United Nations meeting because you're a criminal or whatever." And uh, but I want to kill Joker. Huh? You can't do that. Uh, sorry, Batman. You need to leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we get a whole. Um, chunk where batman is just really angry and he that robin is dead and he's going around and like being way more like ruthless than normal and and he's uh he fights uh uh who is it some some really like z-level villain on a like a dam <laughs> mm-hmm. uh anyway some some like kite man level guy yeah. he's fighting and then uh he's He's punching him way too hard, and he has all these caption bubbles of... Uh, they're not even his thoughts. They're just like the author writing, like, he can't handle it. He does this, and then he does this, mm. and that kind of thing that bothers me in captions. I don't like those kind of captions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I. But then we get into Tim Drake origin, which I didn't realize was going to be in this, uh, yeah. which was kind of cool. Um, they waste no time. It, they waste no yeah. time finding a new Robin. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, because that was like the whole premise of the second half. Of was the, it the lonely, was... a lonely place of dying? Is that, yeah, that yeah. story mm-hmm. arc was in there too? Yeah. Yes. Um, and but yeah, that, the whole second half of the book is about like Batman can't function without a Robin. Like he, he's way too mm-hmm. pissed off all the time. He doesn't have anyone to hold him back. <sighs> um, and he, so Tim Drake is like, He's this teenager that has just been following Batman and Robin for so long that he recognizes Robin's like backflips and stuff. Like he right. knows, oh, that's that's Jason, T- or he knows that's, that's Tim, Dick, uh, Grayson. Dick Grayson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then he just pieces it all together like any non-idiot would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, it's not hard once you figure out that case. Robin was Dick Grayson. You can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and as soon as Jason Todd dies, he notices Robin is gone. So yeah, he he figures it out, um, which is sort of similar to the DCAU Tim Drake in a, in that he he hasn't figured it out on his own, but he's he winds up figuring it out on accident. And and they also have a lot of there's a lot of parallels that I didn't realize um, where like. DCAU Tim Drake has a wall full of photos of Batman in the Batmobile and like newspaper clippings and stuff. He's been following Batman for a long time. Right. And same thing with this, the original comic version. In the comic, does he keep a (laughs) battering too? No, he did not. Okay. Um, But that's the thing is like, I was talking to you that he, a lot of people say Tim Drake in the DCAU is basically Jason Todd and not Tim Drake, but they think he's more of an amalgam Mm -hmm. of the two. Um, he like personality. He's more like Jason, and he has like a lot of, um, like he's a street urchin kind of guy. He's not. He doesn't yeah. come from a rich family like this. And that's how Batman and Jason met. Was Jason was stealing yeah. the tires off the Batmobile, right? And I don't. I know in the episode, Tim is just 
Like he's stealing donuts from policemen and he's running around. He, his dad's never around and all right, this stuff. Right. So like that's a very that's a very similar thing. But it's definitely more of a mix than say Kyle Rayner in Superman cartoon where he's just literally Hal Jordan with Kyle Rayner's name. Although Kyle Rayner is an artist, he's still I guess, an artist. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like the only Kyle Rayner part of him, uh-huh. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, versus yeah, in this there's a lot more like. Like, Tim is 13 in both versions, um, like he explicitly says it in the comic. Um, and there's some part where he's like, oh, I, fi- I was watching you through binoculars uh, fight this bad guy. And that's, like, exactly what Tim does in The Lost Years and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool that um, there was a lot more Tim in Tim than I realized. I yeah, guess. yeah. So, oh, there is. Yeah. Um, it's just his, like like, super tech sort of aspect yeah, of him yeah. that that's, was kind of lost in the dcu except he yeah, does work missing. for he's like an yeah, engineer eventually. in batman <laughs> beyond yeah. yeah um and he's not it's yeah yeah he's still smart yeah <laughs> he figures it out yeah <laughs> and uh um what else was there oh there's like like he's like tim's in the bat cave and he's, he's so like oh my god the bat cave this is amazing and that same thing kind of happens in uh the Alfred Batman comes adventures. down and he's like, I must yeah. admit, I am Batman. You've discovered no, my that's secret. Bat, that's to Batgirl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. But then Same he, deal. He's just like, oh, is that the Robin costume? What happened to him? I don't understand. And then he takes it, you know, same, same kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Th- anyway, the whole, the whole book was a little dated because it's dated um, in that it's like, like I said, I don't like those captions where it's just right. the writer saying Batman's doing these things instead of just showing it. Um, but it was pretty good. It's a classic, like, you gotta read it kind of story. So. And written by Jim Starlin, I believe. And he's he's really good. He was the guy who wrote the Infinity Gauntlet for Marvel. Oh, okay. Created Thanos. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe they should adapt this into a the next Marvel movie. Yeah, Tim Drake. <laughs> Welcome to the Avengers. You're part of a bigger universe now, Tim. You just oh, don't Timmy. know it. That's it. Um, well, is that it? <laughs> now we're it. like dwindling, like, uh, and then <laughs> Tim Drake also. Oh, <laughs> All right, that's twelfth oh. level intellects. You know, I promised, I promised the guy <laughs> that we would uh, talk about. The thing he sent us a message about. Oh, sure. Um, so, uh, um, this is Chris Hastings on uh, Facebook. He sent us a Facebook message. Um, uh, the first, I'm going to skip the first one again, Chris. I'm sorry. We, I think this is a full, that's a full like episode worth of topic, but we'll get back to it. Um, whatever it is. Yeah. <clears throat> so he says, Hey guys, uh, Love the podcast. I had that's I, I'm paraphrasing from his first <laughs> message, but uh, the second one is I had a I had a question for your mailbag section. Ooh, mailbag. That's <laughs> mailbag. Nah. We'll just Mail. change the name every time. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, welcome me to the mailbag. <laughs> this is it. This episode it's called the mailbag. Um, P.S. Send us suggestions. Um, so in Batman Beyond, Bruce occasionally references his past adventures to Terry, or Terry mentions them to any of those matchup with stuff that took place in jail and JLU. 
Obviously, the latter being made after Batman Beyond prevents a lot of it, but do some things slip through? I've always had in my mind that Wally Watt episode when he's pretending to be a ghost. Bruce mentions meeting immortals to Terry and took that as a reference to Hades or Vandal Savage. What do you guys think? Thanks, and as always, love the podcast. So first of all, I, he says... I took it as a reference to Rachel Ghoul, the immortal. Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah, anyway. Well, he says JLU was made after Batman Beyond, but that's not that's not true. Um, but it goes. It was created. Beyond, like the show was yeah, produced. Yeah, yeah. Before okay. both of them. Um, so I don't know if that if I'm just misunderstanding that. But anyway, yeah. Um, there's several things. Um, like you know when we meet the Royal Flush Gang for the first time in Batman Beyond, he says, um. Oh, Terry says something like, oh, playing these guys in playing cards. And then Bruce is like, playing cards? Oh, do you know these guys? Oh, unfortunately, yeah, or something. And, mm-hmm. and But we never saw them in Batman Animated Series, so it's like, what, what is he talking about? But um, then we saw them in course, Justice League. Yeah, they're introduced mm-hmm. in Justice League. So that's something. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of other things. I mean, we Starro, I guess, kind of counts, but... He was um, in Superman, and he was just a cameo, and that's that's not really yeah. something that happens again. You see, so. you see Starro as a in the jar in the collector, or is the collector yeah. his name? Yeah, from the main man, the or episode preserver, the preserver. preserver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Starro. Yeah, no, I I, I always thought that was kind of they should have put Starro in for like one shot in for the man who has everything. That's something I wish they would have yeah, done. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, just, but anyway. Um, what are other things <laughs> that we see referenced? In um, Batman I think Beyond? I think Bat- like definitely the um out of the past episode where Bruce is clicking through all of his past love interests. Yeah, notably Wonder Woman is not there because this was you know <coughs> they produced know they before Justice that, League. Yeah. But that would have been the craziest thing ever if if she showed up on the screen <laughs> in Batman Beyond and be like, "Oh my God, Wonder Woman, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but it it does show Lois, it shows Catwoman, and it shows Barbara and, and Talia Zatanna. and Satana. Um, but it doesn't show Andrea Beaumont either, no, which is no. kind of weird. Yeah, because you would think but, yeah. he was more serious with her than Lois yeah, <laughs> Zatanna. Or and Zatanna <laughs> yeah. obviously comes um, back in Justice League, but was in BTS. Um, yeah. I think there's, the Royal I Flesh think Gang is the one that sticks out the most. But. Speaking of Royal Flesh Gang, I think when... Terry is talking to Bruce about uh, Melanie Walker. He does kind of say, you know, be careful. Like I've like mm-hmm. had relationships with villains in the past where he's talking about Selena um, and kind of yeah. name drops her in relation to Terry's, um, you know, dealings with 10. So. Yeah. I forget. Well, I'm, what trying episode, to think if there's, I'm trying to think if there's anything in Justice League that happens that were like, Oh, we're finally seeing that that was referenced to have happened in the past in Batman Beyond. There's some um, Robert Robert Vance actually. I guess that's, yeah, it's sort of a connection. Yeah. Um. So Robert Vance the, was from Lost Soul. He was the um, old man who digitized his soul on the computer, and then later takes <laughs> over the bat suit. Um, and then his son Bobby Vance, uh, or at least that's like what he's named in the credits of the episode. He's in Task Force X in the Justice well, League episode. Kind of responsible for bringing th- Task Force X yes, onto yeah, the Watchtower. Yeah, son. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are related. So there's that and connection. And his grandson is still in the Batman Beyond episode. Um, mm-hmm. 
so yeah, there's it's the missing link <laughs> is in right. Task Force X. He was Cadmus related, yeah. Um I I nothing else really sticks out to me as like they never said like, oh, one time when Batman fought Mongol and then mm-hmm. is like, Oh, now we finally see that. Like they're um, but I, I do agree that when he says stuff about like, oh, I've fought demons and ghosts and all this stuff when like um that he's referring i mean he could they didn't know this at the time but he could definitely be referring to you know morgan lefay and and hades and all that kind of stuff that we right. see later so yeah but even in bts like he encountered etrigan uh racial ghouls right. and immortal yeah etrigan's a demon <coughs> uh, he's yeah. the demon but there's definitely moments like that where they you know obviously we have the I guess the biggest one would just be that the Justice League exists during Batman Beyond, and then they talk about how Batman was in the Justice League, but we hadn't seen that before. Right. And how, oh, he was always a part-timer, and they they stayed very true to that in the Justice League cartoon, so... Mm -hmm. Um, I think he could have been more of a (laughs) part-timer, if I'm being honest, because he's, like, continuously in the founding members' meetings, and he's... You know, always he's in it like every other episode and stuff like that. But I think if you would have kept Batman too much out of that cartoon, that people wouldn't have watched it as much. Right? So, yeah. yeah, gotta have Batman. But yeah, thanks, Chris, for your question. That's we'll get to one. your other one at some point. I promise. <laughs> he wants us to talk about like the differences between Terry and Bruce's personalities and stuff, and how they would oh, have handled cool. different situations differently. But I think that that's a lot longer <laughs> of a discussion. Um, That'll be a main topic. We'll talk about it soon. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, This podcast is out every other Monday on iTunes and YouTube. Um, Again, if our numbers are correct, you're probably watching slash listening to this on YouTube. But you can uh, search 12th Level Intellects on iTunes. or There's also a link in the description of this YouTube video. Um, If you're a first timer or a veteran listener, thank you. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends. Tell them about all the funny adventures that me, Ted Kendrick, and this guy, James Strecker, <laughs> have every other week <laughs> with each other. Uh, Lots of uh, adventures. Yeah. So many sitting in a chair and talking into a microphone. Uh, I want to thank Adam Mullen again. I'm um, going to try to do that every week. He's our composer. He does all the music you hear on this channel that's not from the shows. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, we're on social media at DCAU Watchtower. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Or you can email us at info at watchtowerdatabase.com. Any of those places you can contact us if you want us to talk about a specific thing like Mr. Chris Hastings just did a little bit ago. Um, our video schedule for the YouTube channel, we got Sunday and Thursday and then Monday and Tuesday the following week, every other week back and forth. This is the Monday right now. So be sure to subscribe. That's youtube.com slash Watchtower Database. And we're also on patreon.com slash JTS Entertainment if you want to throw us your coffee money. I believe yes. that's it. So I believe so. Thank you. You can find, you you can find Ted Kendrick <laughs> yeah. on www.tedkendrick.com and me, James Thanks. Strecker. Where, where can you find me? It uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> you can't <laughs> just if you search the internet for james strecker you'll probably find uh this some old man, man author yeah, yeah. but That's he's cool. uh, he's he's a cool guy i've talked to him a few times mm-hmm. all right you got anything else you want to add uh if you james? search youtube for jts entertainment you might find some <laughs> bollywood productions from india 
<laughs> That's true. You also <laughs> might find a uh, party planning uh, company in, I want to say, like Michigan or something. Perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For all your party planning needs. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's have a good uh, Monday. Have a good party. Bye. <laughs> Bye.